What's up, guys? Episode four, verbal garbage. Michael Yo. here. Frank with the pink eye over there. Still, baby. <laughs> Episode four. What's going on, brother? Not too much, dude. I told you earlier in the day, I'm like, you're going to have to carry the load this week, bro, because I've still been on the mend. Finally, I'm pain-free. I'm on my fourth round of medication. So, uh, Oh, so you went to the doctors? what they say? Well, I, I went to the Lee Health two times, which is like urgent care. And yeah. they just kind of, you know, have just random people there. And I went to the ophthalmologist, and he said it's just a, a viral infection of pink eye in both my eyes. So it's usually bacterial, so virals, like, I guess. So it's from jujitsu, right? I don't know. Has- I don't. I mean, I come in contact with so many people, but I, I feel like it kind of has to be. And, but I've had pink eye before, dude, and I, like, I can't even go into the sun like nothing. It's been so bad. I have – now I've been able to open my eyes a little bit, and the redness has went down, but I mm. still have blurred, clouded vision the whole time. So it's – fucking horrible i'm so hey dude it, ma- it makes you it makes you realize the times that are good and when you're you're oh, healthy dude, and you're I, I always say to you, people, like i've yeah. been wearing glasses i've been in second grade and this made me really like realize holy shit your eyes are so important if you had <laughs> if you had a choice to think about it like out of all the senses what would be the first one you would eliminate like dude i don't know but i gotta tell you if one of my nostrils gets clogged i'm like fuck like 10 like I take for granted that yesterday I was fucking breathing normally. As much as I love the smell, though, don't you think that would be the first sense, like, you would be able to go without? Yeah, yeah, no, it would would probably be smell, and then I feel like I would have to hear and see, so the next one would probably be taste. Yeah, I'm I'm literally the same way, because I was thinking, I was like, man, if I could be deaf or blind, what would I pick? And I was like, man, I think I would go deaf. Oh, that I way you could still sure. kind of like silent. I don't know. I think there's ways out of that, but that had Bruh. me thinking so much with this going on. I'm like, man, all of our senses are so important, but is this Dude, it makes you like think out? about people who are blind, how much fucking credit you are you kidding me? Like, could you Dude, fucking after, imagine that after, shit? After like the fourth or fifth day, I was like, Am I starting to go blind and just being a little privileged little prick? I was like, dude, yeah, how could I live yeah. being blind? Especially oh, you know, you can make being born blind is way better than living your life for 20, 30 years and then going blind because you have to right. be oh fuck. Hey, well, a couple, more, couple more days, you should be good. So yeah. like we said, episode four, um news in the, the Philly market. We're not gonna talk about sports much, but I think we no, have no, to talk we don't about have to it. we can we don't have to shy away. It's big news. I got the hat on for a reason. Um <laughs> Joe Girardi was fired today. I don't know how much you've been watching the Phillies, but They've obviously gotten a little jolt out of it. They're up, I think, 10 nothing right now on the Angels. What? Harper has two home runs. Schorber has two home runs tonight. Um, I'll, I'll ask you. I don't know how much you've been watching the Phillies. I'll obviously say my response afterwards. Please, how I feel yeah. about it. But what do you what do you think about it? If you've been watching the Phillies, were you well, ready I've to been see him go? just kind of following them via updates. You know, I'm not going to lie. I haven't sat and watched a ton of games in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was super excited with Harper and Schwarber and the trades and the acquisitions. So mm-hmm. I, for the first 10, 15 games, I was really following and then just kind of fell off a little bit, to be honest. Uh, when you're not living in the area and it's not on television, I can still stream it pretty easily, but it's just, it's a little bit more of a pain. So I haven't been following as much, but my, my question to you is basketball, football, I feel like the coaches are so impactful and I don't know baseball like I know the air sports. How, how vital is that manager in day-to-day for baseball? I think it's extremely vital. So the thing that pissed me off about Girardi, and this goes into your question, was everything that was happening wrong. They weren't playing good. Things were happening. And he was just like, 
it was a, if you look in the dugout, it was dead. That's, he wasn't was fucking zero. getting mad. He wasn't saying anything. Like I would respect him so much more. Take the losses of what they are. Like they were twenty two and twenty nine before tonight. Yeah, that's what it is. But if you were up and you were, you know barking at calls and you were getting on your team a little bit more, maybe getting on Schwarber for hitting 190, like I would have a little bit more respect for it. So I want a guy basically who is going to be that fiery guy. I want a guy who like, obviously you can't coach really that way anymore. Cause these guys are fucking pussies. I was and just going to ask you about that. Like, you know, college, you can still kind of get away with that. You know, that ragtag mentality, not bullying people around, but kind of push them around. And, you know, people like, I know it's a different sport, but Tom Coughlin, he had that kind of mentality and that kind of coaching style, and he almost seemed like he got pushed out of the league because, like you said, the players are just a little more sensitive now. So does that style really work these days? You know, you got yeah. guys making, like Harper, the amount of money he's making, like what are you going to – like that's where I'm, I'm I'm asking you. Like, yeah. what can well, they I mean, I love do Harper, that? dude. He's a fucking stud. I mean, he had two more home runs today. He's, he's like one of my favorite players. Right, Mike? He's got that he- – he does. So, so how, what's the deal with that? Is that he doesn't need surgery? He can keep playing. He's DHing. Like what? Well, I'll answer the question before that. Before I, we get into that, so basically, the thing about Harper that I don't like though is that he's not like a. Uh, he he doesn't take me as like a vocal guy in the locker room, and I feel like yeah. every team kind of needs somebody like that. Like, say what you want about a Udonis Haslam on the Heat. I think it's ridiculous that he gets <laughs> two and a half million dollars a year just to sit there. You broke the but code, at the same Draymond. time, but at the same time, it's like. When they're playing bad, when things are like you have that voice to be like, oh, it's so important. I you was know, kick you too, in the ass. Better leadership is huge, right? Like, I mean, the Phillies had it in there. That's why they were so good too. I mean, say what you want about Pat Burrell, he was definitely a vocal leader. That was one of the Jimmy first Rollins things. was a vocal leader. Yep. Um, they had a lot. Say of guys like Brett Myers as well too. Were so. I did. We just need a vocal guy, but the UCL thing with Harper is it's so it's basically that injury. If you you get surgery on it, it's Tommy John. So yeah. pitcher hurt the UCL. Oh. You get time shot. Um, he got like an injection in it. <clears throat> I think like two weeks ago. That's why he missed a couple of games. And they're seeing if it's just going to heal on a, on its own. My whole thing with it is, if he's healthy and he can play and he can eventually get out in the field, I'm all for it. Let's try to go win a playoff spot this year, the third wild card spot. But if you're not, I would shut him down around the All Star break. Yeah. Let him get the surgery because then he's going to be out all next year if you don't. That's, so. that's what I was wondering right away because they've. Recently, institute. Is this the first year where DH is active in the uh, NL? First year. So I guess that's what's played another mind is he's not playing defense. He's just playing DL or DH mm. with this. He's just DH and yeah. yeah. So um, we'll see, man. I, I don't know. I mean, going back to the whole Girardi thing, I think that's what got him fired. Just if he had some life and he showed some fucking emotion. Like there was one time he got ejected, I think, this year. And I was like, yes, we need that. But you watch teams like, the Yankees with Aaron Boone, or you watch teams like um, I'm trying to think who else like this, even the Reds with David Bell or I'm trying to think of other fucking coaches, the A's, Bob Melvin and all these coaches like they they're he so died. fiery and they're always barking and they're always like into the game and like uh, say what you want about it. It might not mean much, but the, if I'm a player, I see that and I'm like, fuck yeah, like you go to I want to fucking that. go win for this guy, you know? Sure. Yeah, so. We'll see what they do. What, they so got, what's what's the direction now? They have someone they promoted, obviously, within for the rest of the season. Now, do you think that yeah. guy can push them over the edge and get them playing above 500 baseball to make that playoff push like you mentioned? So that's – the interim guy is this Rob Thompson guy. I think he was the bench coach the last couple of years. Hold on one second. Hold on one yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. 
And this this dead air is brought to you by Hello Tushy. You ever uh you know eat something really nasty and have to take a bathroom break and maybe like Mike's doing right now and you just rely on the old school weird dry toilet paper <laughs> or the flushable wipes and you throw them down your sewage and you can't handle it. That's how you get clogged pipes, ladies and gentlemen. My so, dog, my dog's <laughs> biting in the fucking plastic water bottles and there's All fucking right, water I, everywhere. I had a, a mock ad read going. Kill some time. That so. ad read was brought to you by Zinn. No, mouth, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you? Uh, we were just breaking. You were talking about, I think, Rob Thompson. Bench yeah, coach. so. Yeah, so he's the um, he's the interim guy. It's probably like the rest of the year thing. I don't know what they're gonna do. They're they're obviously like the thing was is that so this is going more into detail. But Dombrowski's the president of operations, like the GM guy. Yep. Um, when he came on, Girardi was already here, so he wasn't Girardi's guy. So right. like, if he wasn't doing well, it, it made sense for him to move on. So. I don't know, man. I, there's a bunch of names out there people talking about. I feel like the names that people usually talk about, it's never that guy. Yeah. Um, I just we'll – who's see. out there? I mean, yeah, I don't know any – like, I'm not – I'm a casual baseball fan, so I don't know. There's a yeah. big buzz about – and it's early in the season. I mean – Right. With well, you know, I'll end, it, I'll, I'll end the Phillies talk here, but it, it's not going to fix everything, but I think it was a good first step that needed to happen – you give your team kind of a jolt. I mean, they were showing videos of Harper in the dugout, like during this whole stretch and shit. And I don't know if it was just me and I was just like, well, seeing it or whatever, but he was like, you could tell he was pissed off. Like, what the fuck um, are we doing? You know? I mean, so, yeah, you can't have your best guy in the locker room looking like that. That just gets everyone dejected. It's just contagious. Yeah. Yeesh. So we'll see what happens from there. But, you know, Is that was Philly's talk. Brought to you by Verbal Garbage. Hey, man. Go, like, go like and subscribe. Like I said, we don't have to shy away from the sports talk, but I don't know how many. That was sports, sports talk. <laughs> hey, no. No, I'm, I'll do it. Like, it's it's topical. If there's something that we, like, today, that was huge news. It came up so early in the season for a team that we both follow, especially you. So it's, it's kind of unavoidable. And like yeah. I was telling you, like, this week I was trying to think. I was like, man, what am I, like? Not that I have interactions each week that lead to a full conversation, but like I, I'm a kind of a homebody as it is. But when you're dealing with the thing I've been dealing with, like I went to the gym the last two days and going to the car, like I literally have to shut my eyes and go like this just because of the sunlight. <laughs> and I'm going early in the morning, you know, because I still haven't been working, so I should be back Monday. But it's just been it's been so fucking annoying, and I hate having to talk about it. But it's like I've never been so affected by something where I'm having so much trouble seeing, like. When I was at the eye doctor, he was putting a little, like, thing in my eye, you know, just, like, a little light to kind of look around. And right when he did that, dude, like, all this, these probably five, six, seven streams of tears flew out of my eye. Like, it's just it's just bananas. Yeah, so what – I mean, what, what's your days consisting of right now? Just smoking some fucking brisket and shit? I haven't been smoking much. Uh, I've just been watching as much TV as I can, laying around. Uh, I've been watching We Own the City. You hear that on uh, HBO. No, I. And if you're I, a fan of The Wire, The Wire came out back then. Uh, David Simon's the producer. He's the same guy doing it. But uh, like John Barenthal is in it. If you know him, the, he's Shane from The Yeah, Walking he's Dead. the Punisher guy. Yeah, right? bro. He it's like a true. It's a mini series, and it's a true story about uh, corruption in the Baltimore police force. And they show like this gun trace task force, and he he portrays like the main corrupt cop. And oh my gosh. It's, Ridiculous. So I watched that. I've just watched uh, Stranger Things over the last couple of days. I've been Stranger Things. Dude, this past week. 
so good. It's funny because I, I told my my brother was texting me about it, and I was one morning on the bathroom, you know, in the bathroom doing my little morning scroll, and I came across uh, some article about Stranger Things new season, like lost its luster. You know, it's just some typical bullshit clickbait, and I clicked it, read a little bit, and I was like, oh man, Stranger Things is gonna suck. Oh, you're friend, gonna you're gonna hate you're gonna hate my fucking response to it. You don't like it? I. I liked it, dude. I just, I mean, obviously they're building up for the second part. That, that's basically this whole, what it was. Like the Vecna guy. Spoilers. Oh. If you haven't watched it yet, there might be some spoilers oh. on this. All right, spoiler. Three, two, one. Spoil. Yeah, so the whole buildup was the whole fucking number one. Yeah. Or whatever his name is, Vecna. Like the, yep. the fucking creature and shit. So I got it because of that. I think, though, it was kind of like, it was kind of, I don't know if you want, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen Harry Potter. I sound like such a fucking cornball <laughs> saying this. No, if I've seen Harry Potter. Have you seen Harry Potter? Of course I've fucking seen Harry okay, Potter, so dude. For everybody who's seen Harry Potter, do you remember Deathly Hallows Part 1? It was that build-up, and then Deathly Hallows Part 2, it kind of all exploded, and it was just fucking mayhem the entire time. I feel like this is going to be similar. So I think that second season, which I think comes out July 4th, the, the second part, is going to be sure. better. I liked it. I was engaged. I just oh, thought dude. that... I could not. I was so into each episode. What what dude, did you I like was, about it? I gotta tell you, dude. Before we get more into the fourth season, I was so high when I watched it. I took like a couple edibles, How I am and on. I thought I turned on Netflix and I hit like I thought I hit season four, and it it, it was like on episode uh, season one, episode two, and they were all little kids again. And I was like, like damn, this is weird. Are they like going back in time or whatever? And I watched it for like thirty five minutes. Oh my god, <laughs> and so I was bro! Like, what the <laughs> i i just like how they the kids are obviously getting older so it's not so much like the cute little kids running around doing little goofy kid stuff but they're they're keeping the youngness with the funny little like they have so many funny little quirky little one-liners in that show uh-huh. and like that with the evolution of it starting to be like you know people are like, oh it's really scary i don't i'm not like a big scary movie i don't think it's scary but i can see what they no. mean by creepy and a little bit darker I just think it's so well done with the evolution of, like I said, the kids being older now, so they're not coming off as as young as they were, but they still can keep the cute little innocent jokes. I don't know. To me, like I've been so into the whole season, and I I love wait for the second half. No, I love it. Like it's been great. Um, Season the first part, so I I liked it. Like it's not that I don't like it. I just think that I, I didn't. They're obviously just building up for the second part. So what I'll say though is and you might hate this opinion as well i already hate this think, building up thing what does this mean they're building just, up like they're they, building up for, i know for, what she said but i'm like but you didn't enjoy that like the way it ended like you didn't in from episode one to episode six or seven whatever it was you weren't like happy with the way it started the way it ended. like i thought that was a good end in itself like no yeah i thought it was good like i was engaged like i said i thought it was good i just i wasn't like the third season was my favorite by far but, yeah, and I don't remember exactly, like, that's how I am with all the shows, dude. Like, I've watched, like, we could, I can talk TV shows every single episode of this podcast mm-hmm. for the rest of the time. Like, it's my favorite thing to do is watch a good TV show, but I don't retain, this happened in season one, this happened in season, like, I can never retain, it's just like, like, my memory just sucks like that. So well, when you're like, oh, bu- I love season, like, I don't remember right. exactly. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I'm going to say the whole build up to, I, I know it's going to, I know it's going to explode this next part, because apparently it's only two episodes. And the first episode of the next oh, part's like an hour and a half, sucks. and the second one's like two and a half hours. So it's like Damn, a fucking I'd rather loop. just have like four 45-minute episodes. You know what I mean? 
Right. But like, that's, that's why I'm like, I, I know it's that buildup, but I think they should, I mean, unpopular opinion, hot take, whatever you want to call it. I think they should have ended it after season three, the way fucking Hopper, if Hopper died there, it would have been one of the best fucking endings to a show. Yeah, Ever it's, in my it's so it's just like a, a sports career, right? Especially like can't wait UFC. We got a card tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon starting at one o'clock Eastern time. Main card four o'clock. So hopefully yeah. you'll watch. It's not a huge name card, you know, not a huge lot of names, but those are usually the fight nights that are just ridiculous. Anyway, I was gonna draw a parallel with like these TV shows and these athletes, especially in like a combat sports where it's much more dire. When mm. when do you cut it off? Like if your TV show is peaking. You know, do you cut it out? Like, I'm not going to say The Sopranos was peaking, but that kind of show had an ending where people are like, what the fuck? But mm. some people, like, I don't know. I'm all about, like, if the show's still good and it's still entertaining me, you're entertained by it, why not keep it going? And, like... Well, I, I found out, too, that apparently they signed on for five seasons, so... I was if I knew that, this I the last know. season anyway, because I didn't know if this was the last one. No, there. I think there's one more season after this. But I don't know, dude. Like, season three, I thought was... Season one was really good season two was really good season three i thought was like the way it was done the way they introduced that billy character more into the story uh, dude, the way we everything gotta put up that just, picture one day the halloween oh, costume yeah dude i rocked that mikey but, dressed up what was that three years ago yeah that was 2019 that's when i was living in Collins with a couple, Bro, that a couple was of the, the boys unbelievable yeah so um <laughs> I, I like it though, dude. I really enjoy hey, it. It's one like of the best you said, it's like they're they're building up right now. So how do you know these last two episodes? They might completely blow you away and be like, "Damn, that was my favorite season." Then you'll be all hyper season. Oh, five. it could, yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. No, I mean, I think that for anybody listening, if if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Get over the fact that they're kids for the first season. I feel like a lot of people shy because they're like, "Oh, they're kids." My, like it's my dad show. was like, "It's a little like I'm like, trust me." But I got my yeah. dad watching every like Sons. Of, he's in Sons of Anarchy right now. He put that off for so long. And you ever watch it? Like, bro, like I said, I'm just, when it comes to like books and TV shows, I just love watching them and recommending them to people because I love talking about them. Even though my I haven't dad, watched it, I was an idiot and I watched the the YouTube compilation of how fucking Jax dies. Like the ending. alert. <laughs> I guess for a show that's so, 12 years old or whatever but I mean at least your fucking parents will watch shows that you recommend I recommended Breaking Bad to my parents because that's my favorite show ever So good. and they told me they got through like the first 25 minutes of the first episode and they turned it off because they weren't into it I was like are you See, fucking kidding me and that's it might be one of the best that... intro fucking to a show ever but even so like there's shows like The Wire I recommend that's my favorite show ever I recommend everybody I admit the first episode can be a little slow as far as the build up and like if you're gonna the judge first whole season after... was slow First season was slow. Nah. And season two was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I mean, See, that's like one of my good friends always gets into me and already, like, he doesn't like season two. I'm like, bro, I thought that was such a cool take and just having a different landscape, a whole different view. They still had, you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was still like Stringer Bell was still involved a little bit. You still saw some characters, Avon Barksdale from the first season. But I love the Greeks and the Sabaka. Like, I just thought that was such a cool plot line. And yeah, if you I mean, like Stringer the Wire at all and you still have access to HBO, you got to check out that We Are in the City. I would love for you to watch that because they uh, it's based off a book too. And then I, I just ordered the book, so I can't wait to start reading that. But and then I uh, on top of that, I just started watching the Obi Wan Kenobi. You hear about that at all? Yeah, I'm not a Star Wars guy, dude. I've never been able to get into it. Well, too bad. I'm gonna go for a quick second. Like pretty much, <laughs> it, it episodes one, two, and three are the newer episodes that came out when we were a little bit younger. And then episodes four, five, and six are obviously what our parent when that that came out when our parents were around. Uh, me, my brother and I have always loved episode one, two, and three. And got so much flack for it. 
but I still stand by. And now with this coming out, I know you're not into it, but real quick, this this takes place between episodes one, two, three, four, five, and six. So it's right after Darth Vader is born, and they're showing that whole evolution when Leia and Luke Skywalker are born. So it's fucking awesome. I got the high ground, Anakin. Don't do it right after that. It is. <laughs> the whole, like, they're doing a previously on for the first episode, even though there was no prior season to it. And it just recapped all of episode one, two, and three from Star Wars. And I was like, oh, my God. How do people not love this shit? No, I've I, I just never been able to really get into it, dude. I wish I wish I did. Like Harry Potter, though, man. I feel like because those oh, two I fucking are, love Harry Potter. Those are the two best sagas ever, Harry Potter and Star Wars. So, yeah, I, I've tried to get into it um, before. I just haven't. When you said, well, first I'll go back to The Wire. I really like The Wire. Um, it's not my favorite show ever. Um one of our boys, Jay, um, I had this conversation with him, and when I told him that, he kind of looked looked at me like he wanted to, you know, yeah, he throw, throw a hook right in my face because you know how much he loves it. I really like it. Though. He got me into it. He told me to watch yeah. it, and I watched it, and it was, I watched it twice. I got my dad to watch it, my brother. I mean, right. it's, it's shout out Stringer Bell, dude. Idris Elba, best character. I think Incredible. he's the best character in that show. I didn't know he was even British, dude. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that good, but. You'll see, and then we're in the city. It's it's produced by the same guy, Simon, and then they have a lot of different characters that appear in there, which is really mm. cool. It's just like pretty much the wire twenty years later, but a different format, but a lot of similar stuff it takes place in Baltimore. So it's it when was, you said it, it reminded. I thought you were talking about. You ever see We on the Night? Mark Wahlberg, Joaquin dude, Phoenix. I literally Rob just Duvall. watched. I watched that movie like two weeks ago. Great movie, first time ever. Unbelievable. That's that's the thing that like right now when you bring that up, you ask me like, oh, you see that movie? Like I literally watched it two weeks ago, but I wouldn't be able to elaborate on like any big scene. It's pathetic. No, I haven't seen it in a little while. I just remember Walking Phoenix was great in that. Such a good actor. Yeah, I'm trying to get more into watching movies, but like the the episodic shows have always been honestly my favorite way to pass time. Like I I just restarted watching Westworld during this last week. Have you ever gotten into that? I never been able to get into it, dude. Some of my old roommates or whatever used to watch all the time. I never been able to get into it, dude. There is no crazier season of any show out there than season one of that show. I'm telling. I heard there's just so much going on. It's kind of hard to follow. It's a little hard to follow, but you're intelligent. I know you could. I know you can handle it. It it is just such a mindfuck, dude. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Hate always trying to. Oh, good. Watch this one. I know how time consuming watching. Keep talking. Hold on one second. Hold on. No problem. Keep keep talking. Yeah, I know. I get it. These TV shows can be super time consuming, and you give people five, six shows at a time. But man, when you get into a good book or a good TV show, you literally feel like you're submersed in that world. And I don't know. You just feel like you know the characters, you know the people, and you you get an attachment to it. When you you stop watching these shows, you feel like they were friends that you knew, and you stop watching, like, man, they're out of my life now. Like. Peaky Blinders is getting ready to come back. There's just there's so many shows. I just love it, bro. No, I've always heard good things about Westworld. The one thing about it, though, is that I heard that there's so much fucking going on that, like, it's one of those shows that get, gets, like, kind of ridiculous. I mean, well, I could definitely. be wrong about it. No, no, no. I, I, it's one of those shows that it starts, like, season one is – I can't even tell you, but, like, it, it goes downhill. Season two, just like Homeland. Homeland had an amazing arc, and then it started going downhill just be going downhill yeah, that, that's got the, a little... the american soldier that became like a terrorist right bro the first like two or three seasons of that were fucking insane and then mm. it just kind of got like this other girl became the star of the show and just she got out of every situation it was just got so unbelievable at a certain point well talk about favorite i think my favorite season you said that was the craziest season of a show trust dude my favorite season of a show ever and i don't know how many people agree with me i'm sure there's a lot 
True Detective season one. Oh my god! Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Russ Cole, or whatever. What was his talk name? Talk about talk about just a special, special show. Well, what was that that episode when he Matthew McConaughey went undercover with that biker gang and like went to that neighborhood? Mm-hmm. That that was one of the most intense episodes of a show. Like truly, and holy shit. Yeah, I mean, it was just great. I mean, him and Woody Harrelson were great together. Woody Harrelson was great in that show. And I always forget the girl's name. The I remember. She, yeah. Yeah. She was in, um, which is actually a pretty good movie. It's not, I mean, it's not going to blow you away, but it's actually a pretty good watch on Netflix. Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Wow. Never even, never even heard of that. Pretty good movie. I've been um, looking I'm for, actually like, a big Shia such... fan. I know he's gone a little crazy, but I'm a big Shia fan. Now, that that movie with him and uh Tom Hardy when they're the bootlegging brothers. What's that Lawless. movie? Oh, dude, Lawless. that movie's phenomenal. That's with uh, Joel e- – that's not Joel Egerton. Who the fuck's that other guy? He's in, like, Zero Dark Thirty and shit. I forget his name. Oh, I'm not going to be able to think of his name right now. Yeah. This is where I wish I had my little <laughs> – Right. My little research device to pull it up. Right. Now, I, yeah. uh, I wanted to ask you, though, what – um did you watch uh, Game 1 NBA Finals? Oh, my God. How do we not talk about that? Well, we have to talk about it before we get Great. off. Dude, yeah, I was talking to Kurt and my one friend Sam from back home. We we're just, but we were, we're all big in the Jersey Shore. They were both sending me pictures, so I had that on my iPad. But I was watching the game, obviously on this big screen with the volume up. And he was like, "How are the Celtics looking?" I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 hold on, hold on." You were watching Jersey Shore? I mean, on my iPad, just like like old, like old episodes. Yeah, bro, I can't get enough. Like, I, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? I cannot get. I was just dude. We our group chat is literally just sending each other screenshots Stop of like the different, music. different Stop outfits. The dudes. <laughs> that is one of the deepest cuts. <laughs> no, but so my friend was like, "How are the Celtics looking?" And this was at the end of the first quarter. And I was like, "I mean, they're okay, but the Warriors, like you saw it, Curry hit six threes in the first quarter. I don't know how many threes they hit as a team, but it was ridiculous. And by the end of the game, Curry had seven threes, so he hit one three the rest of the game. I think they were." Up, what, 14 points at the end of the third? I don't Lost know, but it. somebody had a conspiracy. Let Curry go off in the first quarter, tire out his shooting arm. <laughs> I was like, I mean, the fuck? people come with the dumbest fucking shit. It's so, yeah. I don't believe that for a second. But now you got to look at it. I mean, Clay Thompson, incredible shooter still. He can't uh-huh. get around anyone after. I mean, it's an Achilles injury, dude. What what could be worse in basketball than an Achilles injury? I always yeah, Curry, Curry's that. obviously going to have to take off a little bit more. And but do more, the and then Draymond, dude, is so just absolutely—you can tell—he just doesn't want the fucking ball. But Draymond. dude, at the end of the game, like not at the end of the game, but they were playing Iguodala. I mean, I don't think he's been healthy all playoffs. He's standing out there. I mean, you got him and Draymond Green at the same time. I think it's size, dude. That's the thing. People talk about the death line of the Warriors have the. I mean, the Celtics have a little bit more size, but so they kind of have to get like bigger bodies. Like Jason Tatum, what's he like? I mean, I think he's at least six ten now, six nine. You know, so with that. Just, I, the reason I don't like to talk about basketball is because I just get so triggered by the Sixers. And think about this, bro. They had Al Horford, what, a year or two years ago? Not only was that a good thing because we thought we were getting an amazing player, but we were taking away him from the Celtics, one of our division rivals. He was so good at locking up and beating the post. Such a good defender. Comes to our team, nothing. Goes to the Thunder, sits out all year, gets paid a ton of money. And look at this fucking guy now. Last well, I mean, round, dude, the thing is with that, even... like, no, I'm saying people talk about, like, oh, the Sixers – Ruin Horford. It just didn't fit. It wasn't a like, fit. He was no, a good I'm not saying they ruined him, but I'm mm. like, if somebody's clearly that good and that talented, I don't want to hear fit. You can find a way to make him work on that team. 
A part of that's I mean? probably Embiid, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And but Simmons, like, dude. Simmons on the team, too. But there's like no said, way that, that looking is back really, on it, there's no way. It's a troubling threesome as far as the basketball fit goes. But, dude, look at him now. His defense, his shot making, his passing, his leadership. I mean, it, it just – I couldn't stop thinking, man. I was like, man, Al Horford was deemed useless the last two years. He's a good he, player. I mean, the only um, thing I don't fucking really um, like about him is his sister fucking tweeting about him. Like, you could, she literally tweeted yesterday, uh, like, oh, you can tell Al, Al wants that MF and ring or whatever. I was like, shut the uh, fuck up, bitch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, just, just mute her, bro. Yeah, well, I I mean, even... I'm, on, I'm on Twitter. Like, I, I don't really follow anybody. I just, for news and, like, updates and I shit like that. But I saw that. it, and I was just like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. But, <laughs> dude. dude corny shit ever. But the way the Celtics, man, like, Brad Stevens, I thought he was an incredible coach. He steps down. This is his first year stepping down, right? He goes up to president. He's got Yudoka, a new coach, coming in. I knew Yudoka as a player. I didn't – but you don't have to be a good – it's not a prerequisite. Yudoka was on Brett Brown's staff at the Sixers. Yeah, he was – I just knew him from when I watched – he was on the Spurs way back in the day when they had, like, Tiago's mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, mark your clock, 10-minute warning right now. Well, I mean, I'll say – sorry to cut you off, but, Please. I mean, Yudoka's done a great job. Yeah, obviously. but that's – He's got to the finals. But Brad Stevens definitely has a fucking – some kind – not maybe the say in the lineups and stuff, but he has, like, his sprinkled – Oh, no, he's he's a basketball savant. You could almost yeah. argue that Brad Stevens is more – I'm not saying he's pulling the strings of X and O's from the, the top, but Udoka is definitely that that fiery motivator who, like, Smart said at point by the other day that he'll go up and make a turnover and Udoka will be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit uh-huh. together. And, right. you know, Brad Stevens was the complete opposite approach to that, the X and O approach, drawing up plays, being more methodical. So I think having both of that, like the yin and the yang, man. Well, that too. And then they said, you remember uh, Marcus Smart had that whole call out of Brown and Tatum and stuff. And they yep. were saying that Yudoka basically said to him, it's like, you said it, you have to kind of eat it at this point. And usually you can look at, I mean, I don't know if you can, for example, teams or whatever, but I'm sure you can go back in history and see that when that happens, usually the teams, it usually doesn't work. It kind of blows oh, yeah. up, and it usually goes downhill. I mean, it's only made them stronger. They're a great defensive fucking team. They have good bench players. What the Sixers can never fucking seem to Dude, find, like Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard yeah. comes out of nowhere. They made a trade. Well, Grant for Williams White. too, man. Grant Williams. And he's he might not even be super useful in this series. You know what well, I mean? Well, the one thing the one thing was they had fucking Pritchard on like Curry at one point in the game. For like a while, because he took Smart out or whatever, and I was like, "How the fuck aren't you attacking him?" Like See, I would be giving the Curry Curry the ball every fucking time. But they were attacking Curry on the other end too, putting him on screens, making him run all over the place. So it's like, how much of the load can that guy carry on offense and defense? Even when he has a huge mismatch, like pressure on him, if he's uh-huh. exerting so much on the defensive end, can he really make him pay for it? And that's, uh-huh. I think the Warriors, and I'm not trying to overreact after one game. But I think mm-hmm. they're in some trouble. I mean, you have a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and you allow a run like that to happen. I, that was at home, yeah, no yeah. less, you know? And Boston, I mean, Boston got the split. They got exactly what they wanted. But I, I – it's really – like, I'm not a big Draymond fan. I think he's honestly annoying. I, I he obviously hate. serves – he serves a purpose. For sure. But oh. it, it's really crazy because I was – I don't know if I was listening to Simmons or who I was listening to, but they were saying that – if you go back 2016, Cavs Warriors Finals when LeBron, I think, oh, came back and won and what or whatever. Was that the same think, series where they went down one nothing because of the J.R. Smith? It might have been. I forget what series it was, was. But basically, it, it went to yeah. the seven games and they showed like fucking Draymond had like 32 points in that game. Shot no like six way. Nine from three. I swear to God. Yeah. I so would I never believe that. I would never I, believe yeah. that. 
cold. Isn't that crazy? So I, I don't know. And if you watched that game yesterday, he obviously doesn't want the fucking ball. Oh, dude, he, and, he can't shoot. I mean, they're 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 begging him to shoot at this point. And that's why I said when he has that him and Iguodala on the floor at the same time, I was like, what are I get it the defense, but you can't go three on five. Is I mean, the game two a must win for the Warriors, you think? I hundred percent. Really? Boston's home crowd is so strong. And what what did you see? Like, I don't Who's going to have such a better game from the Warriors in game two that's going to put them, you know, because you could argue Tatum didn't play that well. I mean, Smart made a couple of big shots, but he still wasn't making. Oh, Tatum played out. terrible. Tatum shot like 17%. Dude, he played fucking terrible. And then Brown, Brown had a great game and so did Horford, but I'm like, the Celtics have other pieces that can go off that I don't think is unrealistic where the Warriors, I mean, they need Jordan Poole can obviously. go off, but that guy is a sieve on defense. He, you hmm. literally – Pritchard can blow by him at any point. I mean, he so, – and that's just like – I feel like the Warriors are going to have to stress a little bit more of defense than what they're usually doing with their vaunted – what are they calling it now, the death pool or the – I don't know. Death lineup. It's, it's, well, it's the small lineup. Like, that's well, the I know, thing, but like, now, now I think they're calling it like the death pool because it's pools in the lineup, so they have, it's like a new name. You didn't hear – you uh, haven't heard of that? No, that's fucking corny. I mean, I think death lineup is fucking corny. Death yeah, pool? Hey, Fuck that. I, I didn't create the name, bitch. I'm just, I'm just, just relaying the message. Because I think it's the, it's the three small guys, Curry, Thompson, Poole, and then I think they're doing what? Draymond and – I don't know if they're using Looney or Kaminga. I don't know what the fuck. Well, they need to – dude, Looney's kind of – like, Looney's an X factor in the series. He has to be because the Celtics obviously have the advantage on size. I don't think about it, too, I'll, I'll go into this more. The Warriors had, like – the Warriors were playing teams to get through this whole path. They were playing teams with one superstar – and they kind of coasted. I mean, once John Morant went out with Memphis, it was kind of coasted. Luca, and then who was the first series? Denver with Jokic. I mean, give say what you want about the Boston Celtics without Middleton. They beat the Bucks, but they got through Durant, they got through the Bucks, and they got through the fucking Heat, which was amazing. a fucking kind of a dog. No, fight. So, amazing, dude. Incredible. Yeah, so give them credit. I'd hate to see them win. But at the same time, if they do win, it's kind of just tip your cap at that point. I'm just a fan of good basketball, and I'm I'm so much more sick of the Warriors. And I think the Boston Celtics have put together such a good year from all the adversity in the beginning, the new coach, all these different lineup changes, having all the hate on Tatum and Brown, saying they couldn't play together, and putting it all putting it all together. So I I respect it. And yeah, we're not supposed to like them because we're Sixers fans, but I've always kind of had a little thing for the Celtics. I'll admit it. Question for you: Have you ever gone back and looked at? the trade that sent Durant, Pierce, and Jason Terry to the Nets from Boston and what they got back, Boston? Durant, Pierce? What do you – wait. No, what? no, no. When, when the, oh, when the Boston Nets traded and... Garnett, Pierce, and Terry to the Nets no, I, for all those what? picks, they got Tatum out of that draft. They got Brown out of those picks. And I'm pretty sure they got uh, they got somebody else. But they basically got Tatum, Brown, and some like other big – maybe not smart, but somebody that else. That is ridiculous. Isn't that insane, dude? Yeah. <laughs> That's like what I love when Bill Simmons does, like all the the sliding door moments or the what ifs, and you just you look at so many moments in sports history where the trade could have went this way, and it's just yeah. like the Eagles right now are in a really similar situation where if we can get some of these guys to hit all at once, like this year, man. Well, I know you love Simmons, but I'm honestly the only thing reason I'm really dreading the Celtics winning is that I know his podcast he is just going to be because he already eats the fucking dick out of the Celtics. Yeah, dude. he does, but. Listen, the 84 bro. Celtics, like, hey, you Celtics. Sh- I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude. dude. I I get it, but like, if you're like me, you like sports, you like pop culture, you go like he fucking had a sport a podcast the other day where he was talking sports in the beginning, and then he had John Barenthal on talking about we own the city. He's telling mm-hmm. the whole story about that, and then today he had. Adam oh, is that Sandler. how you got into it? 
No, okay. I, was, I was already done the show. Oh, I'm okay. saying he had him on afterwards and talking all about the show. So people like you could listen to that. Like, oh, shit. And then today he had Adam Sandler on. So, like, you go, mm-hmm. you have these, and he's got that movie coming out. Uh, Hustle next or whatever. Hustle. I'm, I'm going to check it out. Hell See yeah, dude. He was talking about that. And I'm like, Simmons just constantly has good guests on, sports, music. I don't know. I'm, I, I'll toot his horn every single episode. Speaking mm-hmm. of him, I just watched, uh, I know he's not directly involved anymore, but the 30 for 30. Did you see the new one that just came out? No, before you go on, though, how much time we got? Just we got so we two minutes and 40 seconds. So I'll end it on this, I guess. End it on that, yeah. Uh, the most recent episode that came out was all about the uh, the Am One mixtape tour, how it started off in New York. And, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And dude, it, it was pretty sick because when they were showing, I'm not going to get in the whole story. It was only about a 50 minute episode, but they were showing a lot of highlights from when they they manufactured the whole thing to get it going on tour and moving around the streets. And I remember when I was young, my sister and I went to the Wachovia Center back when it was, and we saw that live. I saw that shit live. So mm. it, was, it was pretty sick getting to watch it. Just, you know, the ins and outs and talking about some of the guys that I thought they could have made in the pros. And Ray Ferralston was like the one guy specifically that made it from there. But I don't know. I just want to get your thoughts on if you ever watched that stuff, you thought it was cool or what's your, what's your take? Yeah, so I'll end it with this. I know who the professor is. I know who that bone collector guy is. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't think I would sit there and actually watch games fully, but a documentary sounds pretty cool. Yeah, um, I mean, to me, like, it's a, a moving tour thing, you know, and I was so – I just liked the dribbling and stuff. And when they – it was a great show. They had people, like, rapping on the mic while they were dribbling. It was it was fun. And that's what they were right. showing in the documentaries. Like, they were cutting Method Man, Snoop Dogg tracks all, like, unreleased to the mixtape. It was just fucking cool, so. Right. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm sure we're breaking down time and it's getting close. Yep. Episode four, praying for you, dog. Let's go, praying baby. for you with the eyes, we should, bro. we should be all back to full Hopefully speed next, next week. week you're good. I mean, I've been pretty much paying for these last couple of days. There's a lot of blurred vision recently. So uh, hopefully we can right. stop talking about the fucking pink eye and uh, yeah. move on to greener pastures next week. Yeah. Check us out, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Don't we got artwork, artwork dropping in the next couple of days. So we'll be starting to post that. And uh, we're still working on the Apple music or getting on Apple, but it's on Spotify and YouTube now. Thank you, guys. Peace, Mikey. See you next week, bro. Yes, sir. Later.